The reality is is now on Patreon, and here are some of our fabulous supporters. Jesse Willis. I may not run in traffic, but I'll give you a run for your money. Rody. When you work in quality assurance, perfection comes easy. Tori Tuchilo. When Tori steps on the scene, you are his story. Eugene Henderson. In the game of life, I choose Jeopardy. Maria M. Where I come from, they sing God Save the Queen. The truth is, it's actually me. Becca Simon. If you can't stand the heat come to minnesota jill hirsch your petty drama can't take this warrior down jamie all some people call me cold but it's not me it's that minnesota weather sarah gibbs you may not like the cut of my jet but that's what you get from sarah gibbs richie d if you can't be cool you can't be with caduce megan shah i may be a model but i'll never be your model minority samaj bledson the fun bus is here and i'm driving on the turn Pike. Eleanor Manning. I run with a fabulous circle of people, and they're not even on my payroll. Danny McLaughlin. First, I came out, and now I'm coming for everything. Kelly Paper. I may be from down under, but don't ever underestimate me. Seiran Hayati. In Sweden, we have ABBA, IKEA, and if you mess with me, some other four-letter words. Jessica Riley. Where I come from, money can buy you anything, but I'll take the garbage plate. Chastity Davis. Don't be fooled by my name. The only thing I abstain from is your bullshit. Sarah Watkins, Philstein. Playtime is over. This mom means business. Laura Zielinski. Whether it's breast pumping or fist bumping, this mama brings the party. Jill Walsh. I made it up the hill myself and I'll kick any jack off. And finally, diamonds aren't a girl's best friend. John Friedman is. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ramadan starts tonight or tomorrow morning? Tonight. So it's the first fastest tomorrow. So, you know, lunar calendar goes by the night. So tonight is the official start of Ramadan. So Mm -hmm. tonight is the first day of Ramadan. It's the first So did you eat today or you fasted today? Mm -mm. Mm-mm. Fasting starts tomorrow. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Happy (sighs) Ramadan. I'm gonna, be like, I'm gonna be like Shannon walking in the room saying, All I want to One, do is <laughs> you're gonna be like, I just have this nachos. <laughs> yeah, but then I can't. You will have the samosa nachos. Mm, mm-hmm. mm. Yum, 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 yum. Nachos with potato chips. Yeah. Yeah. It's so smart. My, we were somewhere. I have to tell everybody this because now yeah. we're talking about it. I went to uh, my brother's place and his, and he had samosas and mm. they were meat samosas and uh, there were all these chutneys and stuff. And then I noticed his father-in-law, because it was also like a big bowl of chips, his father-in-law was like heated in a conversation mm-hmm. because whatever, who cares? Mm-hmm. I don't care. But apparently they're... Ousting the president of Pakistan right now, or the prime minister of Pakistan. Wait, what? Yeah, Yeah, ousting Imran Khan. Yeah. Whoa! Finally, he's such a waste. I mean, (laughs) I was so you know I used to be in love with him. He was one of my biggest crushes. Girl, everybody was Imran Khan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Half of South Asia loved Imran Khan. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But man, he's a daughter bird. He tried. You know, the country's not great. <laughs> <laughs> but he is like, he has been, he has been uh, flip-flopping so much well, to the point he, where even the Indians are like, he's not good for you, Pakistan. <laughs> <laughs> I know nothing. I know nothing about Pakistani politics, but they were having this very heated discussion. I do know right. about food, though. So they're having a very heated discussion. And there was like all these chutneys and stuff with the samosa. And I noticed 
he was taking a potato chip and he was scooping up the samosa because it had like crumbled because it was yeah. like such a flaky pastry. He was scooping up the samosa insides with the chutney with a little bit of the flaky like uh-huh. pastry with the potato chip mm. and putting it in his mouth. And I was like, this is the most brilliant thing I've ever seen in my life. And then I immediately did it and it was so yummy. It was so good. So I was yeah. like, we should be making – Padma, if you're listening. She's not. <laughs> we should be making nachos, but like desi-style nachos mm-hmm. using potato chips and then like samosa filling, which like if you're a vegetarian, it's, it is still potatoes and peas and stuff. Yeah. But like that with the – I'm literally – my mouth yeah. is wet. I the, just the way I think of like pal bhaji, which is like yeah. buns with this <laughs> – with potatoes, with no, it's a it's chickpea and potato curry. Yeah. It's a special kind of curry that goes yeah. in the with the with the pav bhaji. The way I talk about it to Maya is like it's a Indian sloppy joes. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the same thing. You put it between buns, and then mm. you put the sloppy thing in between, mm-hmm. and you eat it. Oh. Yum. I just had dinner and I'm literally drooling explaining oh this to God. you. Oh my God. Perfect way to start Ramadan is to keep <laughs> talking about food and drooling and all that stuff. Do you have to do any, do you do any, do you do any spiritual, um, do you, do you think about any particular things that you need to think about during Ramadan? Do you make any, um, uh, I don't know. Vows resolutions, yeah, like a resolution. Like, yeah. Um. No. <laughs> you pretty much are like. I just want to get through this month. No. Okay. I will say that there is something really nice. Like last two years, maybe it's because the last two years we didn't get to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. I really missed this year going to people's houses on the weekends and seeing everybody and dressing up and having mm-hmm. dinner together. I did miss that. And I don't know if it was just like the pandemic or what, but also I think as my kids get older, I am interested in like taking them to the mosque. Mm-hmm. I famously tell my friends, if I walk into a mosque, I will go up in flames. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not a mosque person just because I don't do well in environments with a lot of rules, mm-hmm. even though the rules that are implemented at a mosque, I already follow in my life. So it's not that. It just I don't do well in like communities I, like that. Yeah, I have the same kind of thing. Like I have something – there's something icky about organized religion to – me i Mm -hmm. i feel like religion and spirituality is a very personal thing for me yeah i consider myself hindu i will educate my daughter in that but walking into the temple and being around other people who are in that organized setting and they are doing things because it's what they do and it's more cultural but it's also there's very little spirituality involved in it. Yes. It's more like going through the motions of it all. And that whole atmosphere sometimes makes me feel icky. So I go in yeah. and then I feel not comfortable. Yeah. I don't feel comfortable. Everybody else seems to be fine. I don't feel very comfortable in a very or- in organized religion atmospheres. But at home and when I, which is funny because when I go to India, I love going to temples. Oh, interesting. Because... I feel like in India, I go to the temples because I see them as historical. There's ah, a lot of yeah. the temples are historical temples. Some of the temples that we go to in India, they are like, you know, 2,000 years old. And they've yeah, been yeah. there for a long, long time. And they're connected to the history of the region. And when you walk in, you can see things inscribed on the stones and things like that. And it's really interesting. Architecture is beautiful. The temples are constructed beautiful. They've stood the, withstood the, you know, sense of time. time. And yeah. it's just, it's just wonderful. And the feeling and the smells and all of that is very different in ancient temples in India. So I like the ancient temples. I enjoy going there. I actually enjoy doing that. But the newer temples, I go in and it feels it's more about the or the religion and not so much about the place. 
and it just doesn't feel spiritual. When I go into an old temple in India, I feel spiritual. But here, I don't feel spiritual. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah. I think also for me, so I was born in the Middle East, and mm. you know, obviously you would think that like I would love going to a mosque and all that stuff. Mm. The thing in the Middle East is because there is so much segregation mm. like between men and women that men often go to the mosque regularly, but women mm. don't. Yeah. And the only time women really go to mosques are mm. when we go for like big trips to like Medina and Mecca, mm. right? Mm. So that stuff I loved, like mm. absolutely loved because again, there is this feeling of these buildings and these places have been here for thousands of years. Right. And there there's is something there's really – some kind of unique spiritual – You th- can feel – There's this like camaraderie. You feel, yeah. you feel and, with You can also people. feel something about those places. It's yeah. almost like there is spirituality there. Well, there's you almost feel like there. the places have, like you said, withstood the tand of the, – the, you know, the, yeah. the turns of time or whatever, yeah. like the tides of time. What is the yeah. term? Sands of time is what The I sands think. of time? I don't know. I don't know what the fuck. Just We're go on. Now it's all becoming like, what is it? An analogy? Not an analogy? <laughs> did I? Do I have to preface it? <laughs> I yeah, have this so whole monologue like- prepared for how how dumb. <laughs> Well, dumb. we'll get to it. Teresa we'll- is, but now I'm feeling dumb because I don't know what to, what to say here. We'll get to it. But yeah, there is this like, re- you get this feeling of like these buildings have been here for so long and there's so many people that in generations and generations of people who have come through these places, right? I know that for a lot of people that aren't even religious, when they go to like my friends who aren't religious Jewish, mm-hmm. when they go to Israel, they also get that feeling because- there is that historical element there, right? Mm. So I get it. I get that part of it. But when I moved to America, I never really felt like I fit in into a mosque setting ever Mm. because I felt like it was just very different. I felt like either you had very religious people or you had people who were not religious at all. Mm. And I've never figured out where I fit in because I am personally, personally Uh as an individual, I am very religious. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to like the community that you re- very religious people belong to, I just like don't jive with that. So like, but this year, because I have kids and because my kids are asking a lot of questions and stuff, I do feel like it's important for them to experience that, you know, mm-hmm. in some way. Um mm-hmm. And so I want to do more stuff. So like going back to your question, do I have any resolution for this Ramadan? I don't. But I do try to read the Quran from front from beginning to end in the month, uh, mm-hmm. the whole thing in Arabic. I try to read it with translation, that kind of stuff. You know, I'm going to try not to yell can at my you kids read, as much. So you can read Arabic? Yeah. You can read Arabic? That's awesome. Yeah. And you know, Aiden's learning now. So oh, he reads nice. it. So yeah. I think I'm going to like try to do more stuff with my kids Mm. Um, just that kind of stuff. And I'm hoping that this year we'll actually get to go to friends' houses and like celebrate that way. But oh, that will be awesome. Yeah. And you know what? It's actually not a bad fast. It's like yeah. from 5 a.m. to 7 15 p.m. Yeah. It's not bad. It's not. It's intermittent fasting. It is. It's basically that. But it, you know it is. Yeah. yeah. Except for like you can't sleep through it. Right. But I you know, I'm looking forward to taking a nap at home because mm. I work from home. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. And there's spring break in the middle of this for my kids. So yeah, that means I don't have to get up and take them to school, which is huge. So I can sleep in in the morning. And you get and, 10 days uh, of respite. For, huh? You get 10 days of respite. Yeah. And my husband is home for the last two weeks of Ramadan. He's just going to be home the whole time. So I'm like, oh. that's amazing. Because just when yeah. he's home, I have so much more help yeah. that um, I'm looking forward to that. But oh, that's yeah, awesome. I. Uh, by the way, I thought yeah. the first wet fast was going to be Sunday. And then it turns out it's Saturday. <laughs> and just that one day, I was, Arthur, you don't understand. I was so upset. I was like Googling. I was like, maybe the science is wrong. They messed up. Maybe no. it's like maybe it's the difference between Mecca Medina time and here. Yeah, maybe it's no. like they're a year they're no. way ahead. It's like the world ahead. the world America, I have to say they're really evolving with how mm. they calculate it because yeah. they're really leaning on like astro like yeah, lunar astronomers. Time. Yeah. Yeah. Is that would be Huh? Astronauts? Not Science. Astronauts. They're leaning on NASA astrology. now. Astrology. Astrology? Not what? 
not astrologers, no, right? No, no. Astronomers. What you, astronomers. What are you what are you trying to say? I though? mean like people who study stars and moon and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but not astrologers like zodiac. Cosmologists? <laughs> Cosmetologists. <laughs> Cosmologists. Okay. We, you and I, no mm. right to talk shit about Teresa this episode. No, not today. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I'm I'm just checking. Cosmologist. Yes. That is the right thing. I use the right word. So I can still talk about Teresa. And sense of time is also right to use. I Googled it. I verified it. You know, sometimes when you type something or say something and you're like, that doesn't quite sound right and all that. It's like 70% of you my know? day. Yeah. Between Teresa and Teresa and what's her name? Um oh fuck. I'm forgetting people. <laughs> Neither Today of us have been taking our ginkgo biloba. Huh? We're not taking our ginkgo biloba. No, Emily, <laughs> Emily, Emily. That's who I was saying. Emily, figure out to say foliage. Foliage, foliage. <laughs> foliage. Foliage. <laughs> she said foliage. No, and then she said it, and then I paused because I was like, like, I don't fucking know what that word is. Like, in my head, I was like, oh, I don't know what that word is anymore. Yeah. No. <laughs> words are hard. I know words are hard. <laughs> words are hard when you're tired too. And it's yeah. I'm tired today. <laughs> you want to know something, Arthi? What? I didn't write any notes for these two episodes of oh, OC crap. In Jersey. Crap. This is not gonna go well. <laughs> you and I can barely remember words. <laughs> this is what not gonna go well do. at all. Without me what writing any doing? notes. Okay. Okay. Let's talk about. Let's talk more about Ramadan. (laughs) There's nothing. You're gonna forget things about the two shows. I saw both the shows. Like, I saw. What did I see? I saw OC yesterday, but I saw Jersey saw two, three days ago. (laughs) The good news is that I just watched it, like right before we started recording. So I'm good. Okay. Um. But you know what? Let's go into OC first. Mm. Uh, the ladies go to Aspen and there's a lot of tension because Noelle is just so fucking annoying. Oh, oh my God. Here's, here's, here's what I figured out. Noelle is annoying and Shannon is hyper, hypersensitive. And she almost is like accidentally falling, falling into some sort of like trap that like Noella's trying to like orchestrate and Emily's trying to orchestrate mm-hmm. and I feel uh, overall I feel so fucking bad for Shannon. I yeah. feel so bad for That's her. That's I came up, I came away <laughs> with feeling sorry for Shannon and I'm feeling bad that she's stuck between Emily and uh, and Heather and uh and Noella. Everybody's trying to manipulate Shannon. Yes. Everybody wants Shannon to behave a certain way respond a certain way say a, say things a certain way or not say things about yeah. Gina it's like everybody's telling Shannon what she should say and what she should not say and why and how everything they're trying to hold Shannon at to a higher um standard than each other yeah they're yeah. doing exactly the same things that they accused Shannon of doing last past few seasons but now they're making shannon jump and you know dance around to their music every time they want to pull strings they're pulling strings and poor shannon cannot stop you know responding to it it's like every time somebody pulls a string some new thing comes out of shannon like the i mean the 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 mirror that we see here is basically that what noella is accusing heather of the mm-hmm. hysterics that Noella is accusing Heather of. Shannon's trying to politely say to Heather, like, yeah, bitch, I know what that fucking feels like because you did exactly that to me when I yeah. started on this show. Yeah. Yeah. You made me sound like I was some sort of hysterical animal. And yeah. then you drove me to the point where then I was hysterical. And then you yeah. pointed at everyone and said, see, look, she's yeah. like unwell. And that's yeah, basically you were, what you, Noella yeah. is trying to do to Heather right now. Right. And and, and from a Shannon's point of view, she was being very polite to Heather. Maybe she was being um, she was being artificially polite, but she was being polite to Heather. And Heather made her look so completely 
unhinged to the point where she actually became unhinged and yes. then Heather tried to call um call the call the paramedics medical, yeah paramedics on her get her you know remanded for mental illness or whatever that is called <laughs> 5150 so or whatever but she was trying to do that actively heather was trying to do that actively to yeah. shannon yeah that is a lot and what noella is doing is what heather did to um, shannon and now he- shannon is like now you want me to speak up okay yeah 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 i was uh, i was happy that at least in the confessional shannon seemed confident of where she stood yeah 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 and i thought that was a good sign coming into the reunion that shannon understands like looking maybe in the moment she was upset and sad and all that but maybe thinking it over she understands that she shouldn't be that she has nothing to do with this fight she has nothing to do with this whole situation in the first place not a thing. It it's was Noella and uh, Heather going at each other. Why is Shannon put in the middle? Why does well, Shannon, Shannon was pick? put in the middle because the whole situation started with Heather and Shannon talking about the stupid thing that Shannon, quote unquote, made at a competition. Now, the funny thing was Shannon said to Emily that, Emily, you are misconstruing the things that I'm saying. Because, mm-hmm. like, it's all we talked about last week, right? She said exactly she, what we said last yeah, week. Yeah, that I was joking. It wasn't anything serious. I was joking. So, like, Shannon calls Heather jokingly saying, I want to have more fun. Like, let's have more fun than those guys, right? Yeah. And she says it jokingly. Emily hears it as a competition. So she repeats it like it's a competition. At the same time, Noella also said – that's how it came off to us mm-hmm. is that it was a competition, right? That happens. That may, that pisses Gina off because that mm-hmm. feeds into Gina's thing of it's a competition between me and Shannon, which hilariously, like, it's not. No. And then Heather. But then Heather's mad about something completely different. Heather's yeah. mad that she thought Shannon was calling to check to see how her podcast event went. <laughs> This is my favorite part. It's like Shannon keeps saying, I don't know your itinerary. Says, I don't know your calendar. I don't know your itinerary. I don't know your itinerary. But what Shannon keeps saying is, I was calling to say hi. I was saying nice thing. I was saying hi. But Heather is like, but you weren't calling to say how did your podcast go. Yeah. And you need to say that. And even in this moment, if Shannon had said, I am sorry, I didn't ask you more, but maybe I should have. How did it go? Instead of just... Heather is still trying to get Shannon to inquire about her podcast and Shannon won't touch that subject. Yes. Shannon doesn't, even in this moment, Shannon is like, I am not interested in your podcast, bitch. Nobody stop cares. Asking. Yeah. She's like, yeah. stop asking me to inquire about your podcast. I don't care about your podcast. No, Literally nobody that's, cares, Heather. Yeah, that's like me going into my workplace and telling all my work people, you don't care about what Noor and I did yes, last night. <laughs> and they're like, who the fuck is Noor? <laughs> Does she like, work in accounting? <laughs> They're like, why you don't care about my my podcast? Why aren't you caring about my podcast? Okay, can I tell you something? Mm. This whole situation, I didn't get to tell you this because you were in India when Mm. all this happened. So there's this group of friends that I have, Mm. and in in Jersey, and they're my like close friends, and they're one of the friends is the one that had that bizarre fortieth birthday party. Like this is all that group, right? We're all young Pakistani Indian moms, right? Between the age of 35 and 40, right? And we're close. We're good friends. Our husbands get along. It's fine. One of the girls um, does not like me. And and she moved in the beginning of the pandemic. She moved to a different state. And after like a year, we have a group chat. She left our group chat. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even notice that she left her group chat. Because I, because it happened so fast, I didn't yeah. even notice. And then later on, her best friend is very good friends with me. Like yeah. in the group that we're yeah. in, that girl's best friend is yeah. probably my closest friend. Which is why the other girl hated you. Bingo. Yeah. And <laughs> and so I said, I said, whoa, I didn't know she left the group chat. And she said, girl, yeah, she did. And I was like, is it because what what happened? And they were like, she was like, I can't even get into it, right? 
This same girl who left the group chat, I know she didn't like me because like a year before that, like before the pandemic, one day randomly, she sent me a message saying, hey, obviously there's something going on here. So like, do you want to just get coffee one day and like figure out what the problem Ooh, I is? I think you told me about this girl. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know what you mean, but like, I'm not mad at you. And she was like, well, I feel like you don't like me. And I was like, I literally don't know what to do. So <laughs> once, once somebody says to me, yeah. I feel like you don't like me. Yeah. And this is for anybody. If somebody comes up to you and says, I feel like you don't like me, there are very few things that you can do at that point mm-hmm. to make that person exactly. believe that you actually do like them. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. over the years, that person has built up this narrative in their head that I don't like them to the mm-hmm. point where this evening, tonight, is her 40th birthday party Ooh. that she's been planning for months Yeah, with a group of friends that I'm friends with. Yeah. But when she came up with the guest list, she exclusively excluded me. And I was, like, fine with it because yeah. I don't want to go to a birthday party yeah. and then pay for myself. Yeah. I, <laughs> I was – Also, it's in a different state, right? No. She's having – she had one in where she lives and okay. she's also having one in New York. Oh. Okay. People are very bougie, okay? Yeah. My 40th birthday, you, you know what my request some, is going to be? some – Rich friends. I probably am your poorest or most, uh, you know, <laughs> no, you're miserly. No, I'm probably the most miserly. My, I know what you do for a living. I, <laughs> I know where you live. You're not miserly. <laughs> I would say yeah, my I'm other friends. Only are, one, I think I feel like I'm the only friend of yours that still wears like old navy. And, no, I'm you know. my only friend that wears old navy. <laughs> You are one one of many of my friends who wear Old Navy. I feel like I'm your only friend who wears Old Navy. Okay, literally right now, head to toe. Even my underwear. So anyway, she's having she she excludes me from the birthday. And then all of the girls that are in that group one by one try to tell her, Yeah. Hey, like I think that's kind of fucked up, right? She got mad at all of them one by one. (laughs) Yeah. But they still had to throw her this birthday party. Then this they, week, and then they all told you that they tried to tell her. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So then on Tuesday, on Tuesday of this week, the party's tonight. It's Friday. Yeah. On Tuesday of this week, I got a, I got invited to the birthday. <laughs> and then, and then I went through my head. I was like, "Here's what could happen if yeah. I decline it. She's gonna yeah. say, see, I told you, she doesn't yeah. like me.'" Yeah. If I go and I have a good time, she's going to yeah. say, look at this bitch gloating in my face. Yeah. If I go and I'm quiet, she's going to say, why did she come? She yeah. doesn't even like me. Like yeah. there's nothing you can do at it's that a point no win. Yeah. to convince that person yeah. otherwise. And I feel like with Shannon, with Noella and Shannon and wait, Gina. Wait, wait. So what did you do? Don't let that story go. Don't know. I did Shannon and Noella. Party. What did you do? I didn't go. I'm here recording a podcast episode with you, you at res- 930 How at did night. you respond? That's what I need to know. Oh, 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 oh. So then I, I, I <laughs> responded Finish the to the story. Oh, I my was God. So sorry. So sorry. I, went, I RSVP'd to the, the invite. I said no. And I said, thank you so much for the invite. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to make it because it's the night before Ramadan starts. So I just yeah. have a lot of stuff to do at home. And I was telling my brother this. <clears throat> I was telling Rahil this, and Rahil was like, dude, you know how she's going to read it? She's going to read it as, I can't believe she threw Ramadan in my face, and now I can't even enjoy my birthday party. Is she, is she, is she Muslim too? Is yes, she Muslim too? Yes. She's going to – no, she's going to read like, is she the only one having Ramadan the next day? <laughs> I have Ramadan too. <laughs> what, is she not telling me that I shouldn't have my party the night before Ramadan? It's like in poor taste. <laughs> Is that what she's trying to say? That's yes. what she's going to say. Like, there's literally nothing I can do nothing. that would make it. And if mm-hmm. I had just declined no and no note, then I would have mm-hmm. gotten in trouble too. Like, there's literally nothing that can be done yeah. in this no, situation. Not unless you say, no, sorry. I'm, I plan, you know, I plan to be in an accident and, you know, not be in the hospital that <laughs> night. So I cannot be there. I thought you were going to say something like, like I, I fell down the in- stairs. <laughs> I slipped in, slipped in the bathroom. Something. I broke my hip. Something. I was in an Indian cereal. <laughs> I slipped down the stairs very dramatically. <laughs> <laughs> 
full body. Oh, and it took me like two minutes to go down the stairs. <laughs> have you seen that video where she, have you seen that one particular one? That gif that yes. goes around? Yes. <laughs> Somebody slaps her and she goes. <laughs> okay, that's completely, our, our, our audience is going to be like, what the what fuck happens? are they talking about? This is what happens when I don't write notes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway like what the fuck are they laughing about yeah, <laughs> so this- now, i totally get where you're coming from in the shannon and noella comparison yeah because here. it's like between shannon <clears throat> shannon and gina i think especially mm-hmm. it's true with shannon and gina there's mm-hmm. nothing that can be done at this point to make the person think the other way and i even think that's true with shannon and heather mm-hmm. heather thinks that she can be above it in this situation i feel like heather is me where mm-hmm. i'm like no, it's fine. It's totally okay. And the more aggressive I am with trying to explain to the person that mm-hmm. it's totally fine, mm-hmm. the more somebody like Shannon is like, wow, you're rolling your eyes at me. It's like, mm-hmm. what do you want me to do? I've explained to you many times that it's fine. But mm-hmm. at the same time, Heather is a petty bitch and mm-hmm. she's coming up with her own shit like, you didn't call me about my podcast. Right. Right. <laughs> I was like alternating between Heather and Shannon the whole episode Mm -hmm. because at one point I would identify with Heather. I was like, yeah, I hang up my clothes too when I arrive someplace. I like to unpack and put it away and you know be organized the way she walked into the into the house at in aspen as if she had she was the one who had booked the place. Yeah. Because everybody was taking too long and Emily was all, all drunk and Heather took charge and she just walked in, introduced herself. She talked to the chef and she yeah. asked him, what are you making? Let me look at it and all of that. That would be me. Yeah, same. And, and But then I was looking at Heather and I was like, okay, wait a minute. Um, every scene that she's in, she's in an almost full champagne, gla- champagne glass. She's holding a champagne glass. It's almost full. And it's always bubbling. So it's like freshly poured. You can see the bubbles coming. Oh, yeah. And, and she got progressively drunk through the night. Heather. You could tell that Heather was getting drunk. Oh. Like Heather was getting more upset because I think Heather was drinking. I oh. think she was not. She was being, she was losing a little bit of her self-control. Mm. But at the same time, her drink was always full and always bubbly. Mm. It was just the weirdest thing. I watched her because I've never seen Heather actually. She does. She talks a lot about champagne and she likes to hold a champagne glass when she's talking. But I've never actually seen her drink much. But yeah. this was the episode where they kept because they were started drinking in the morning and they kept drinking into the night. Right. So, yeah, they, there were many, many scenes of it. And she was drinking. But it her every time they had a close up, her glass was full. So it was wow. like somebody was topping it off throughout the night. I feel like there are like Bravo producers just walking around giving these women pills and getting them <laughs> drunk just to get some drama out of them. Oh my god, you're right. Damn. Yeah. And yeah, she was drunk. That's why that's why even in the van ride, with the van ride was amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh in the god. van ride when Shannon Sprinter is van like should get the Oscar. I mean, yes. God, speaking of Oscars, they should give an Oscar to Sprint Events. Yes, absolutely. That's the best acting that has ever been done. We should exclusively shoot Housewives episodes in Sprinter vans. Like we should Big get the Brother, girls drunk. in the van. <laughs> yeah, like even in Potomac, we had a Sprinter van where there was I fighting. Know. I know. Like Big Brother, it. but in a Sprinter van. That's what you should do. Yes. Mm-hmm. That you, it's, you, we don't care about where you go for, with your glam on. We just care mm-hmm. about how you go and and the what happens inside of the van. Yeah, yeah. The so best even in that, they were fighting. They were all fighting so hard and so loud. And then all of a sudden, they all shut up. <laughs> and then the silence was like so golden. <laughs> so even in that, when Shannon is like upset because Gina and Emily keep giggling, she's like. Why are you guys giggling? Like, this isn't funny. There's nothing funny here, right? Mm-hmm. She's trying to tell them that. And then Heather turns around and yells at Shannon for no reason at all. And Shannon's like, Heather, I'm telling them that it's not funny to make jokes like this. Yeah. And like, then Heather must have been pretty drunk to be yeah. like, you know, having that conversation. Yeah. And then because for also for Heather. And tells, she tells uh, Shannon, I don't even remember why we were fighting before. But we'll discuss it at another time. Yeah. She's like, I forgot what we were talking about before. Yeah. And also when she was like, 
her insistence that like nobody is defending me, that's like mm-hmm. a very drunk thing. Like when right. you're high or drunk, that's like usually what you're thinking is you're like in your own mind and you don't understand reality. And I cool. feel like Heather Dubrow doesn't usually do that unless – yeah. For any other reason. Now, Noella's a liar. Yes? We agree? Complete complete liar. But her she lies, version she of lies with such conviction. With such conviction. She, and it's, it, lie becomes even, um, it, it's, um, it, it's like a Trumpian kind of way of doing things, right? She lies and then she throws another person under the bus. She's like, Emily, you were there. You, we yeah. had a discussion about it. Now, I do think that Emily and her talked and I think Noella talked to Emily yeah. versus them discussing each other. But the way she said it, Emily, the way em- and Emily got defensive. Now Emily looks guilty, and now all of a sudden Noella has credibility because another person looks mm-hmm. guilty. It mm-hmm. is like so Trumpian of her to do that. Noella kind of reminds me, and not to say like Brandy Glanville was mm-hmm. a terrible person, because actually watching back, I do think that Brandy Glanville was given a hard time by these horrible women in Beverly Hills. But Noella reminds me a lot of early seasons Brandy. Um, in that way, in the mm. way that like mm. she has a point, but she's like um, just going to be trumped by these women to be told no. I do mm. think Shannon had it, an interesting point, which was if Noella was told by somebody that was there that Heather did this, mm-hmm. then Noella is not lying. She's just repeating what she heard. Mm. Now, the thing is, the reason why I know that Noella is a liar is because her version of the conversation that she and Heather had on camera Mm-hmm. in her office, studio, mm-hmm. whatever, was totally different than what actually happened. Right. It, she, um, Noella keeps flip-flopping between I saw you push someone to someone told me you push someone. So you shut the camera. Ju- yeah, to sh- you yeah. shut the camera. So it's always been like all three. And she keeps going back and forth. And at one point she says she did not hear it. And just because I don't didn't hear it, did not see it, does not mean that I didn't. Uh, it's not true. Yeah, which means that you didn't see it. Then yeah. why would you say to her and to others that you saw her do it? Yeah, and she also does this thing, which like makes me wonder if she's like, like something isn't right there. Not right. I don't want to say it that because that sounds ableist. But like I, I, the way that she says these things and then goes, I don't understand what the big deal is. Like it's, I don't. To some degree, she thinks it's a really big deal. And then in another way, she thinks it's, like, absurd that somebody would get mad at the things that she says. Yeah. It's so weird. Yeah. And then she'll suddenly flip again. Yeah. Diabolical. She's diabolical. And also, she she doesn't walk into any of these conversations having a personal conversation. She's walking in onto a set of yes. Real Housewives. Yeah. She's performing. That's how she sees the whole damn thing is I'm performing. I need to stay here. I'm performing. That's it. It's not whether it's um it's not I am having a conversation with a friend. Yeah. Or I'm having a conversation with a coworker. None of those thoughts go through her mind. It's like I am on the stage and I need to perform. This is what housewives do. This is what I need to do. Yeah. And even her being like, "Oh, I can't believe this happened on our first night." Mhm. Like, and Emily getting mad about it, that's definitely Emily being like, shut the fuck up. Like, all you're thinking about is our first night here yeah. on like, I'm glad on set. Emily finally yeah. started talking, you know, talking back at her. Because I think Noella is going to get dragged during the reunion. I think she, and poor Shannon is going to be dragged because she's in her wake. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. She's like somehow tethered herself to Noella. Or Noella has tethered herself to Shannon. And now Shannon cannot untie that. So she's going to get dragged a little bit there. But and, um, and another really dumb thing. Sorry, go ahead. Finish your thought, and then I'll. No, go ahead. My, another really dumb thing is that Gina is over here being like Shannon doesn't care about me as a friend. Shut the fuck up, Gina! Like, what are you talking about? What do you want Shannon to say? She's saying what do you there's want from more. Her? There's room for everybody to grow. I want everyone to have success. She's saying all the right things. Yeah. Why wouldn't you just believe what she says? What has she done to you, Gina? She hasn't done anything. She's not done anything to Gina. At she all. hasn't. It's all in Gina's head, and Emily's, you know, fanning that fire over and over again. It's just I, weird. It's just one weird more thing. How I wanna... they come at Shannon? 
I mean, Shannon has a ton of faults, but this season and now she hasn't done anything. She hasn't done And they're still really. picking on her. It almost feels like everybody's bullying Shannon at this point because they want her to do something. It feels to me like they want Shannon to be on their team, but the fact that she's even being nice to Noella is reason right. to be mad at Shannon, which feels right. really cruel because despite – because Shannon says this episode, I feel like I need to be there for her mm-hmm. despite her saying stuff that's like inappropriate because mm-hmm. I think that that's important. And I commend Shannon for being that person yeah. Yeah. because – in the past year, Shannon has been vilified for not liking the new person on the school. Exactly. The, the team. Exactly. So she's, so she's like trying like something new person. and she's getting yelled at anyway. Yeah. Poor thing. It's poor, poor, poor Shannon. I feel so bad for her. And I was identifying with her on so many levels when it came to the dinner and how she was handling the whole situation. Did you identify with Noella was being extra too. She like she came in, she wanted the best room because her father died. What a weird thing to say. Mm-hmm. She's just mm-hmm. a horrible person. I think Noella is just a horrible person. Um, one thing somebody said that she likes to go to therapy and she uses the stuff that she learns in therapy. She weaponizes it to use it against others. I can see that. Mm. Did you connect with the fact that Shannon was um, packing to go to Aspen by unpacking from Cabo first? Yeah, she hadn't unpacked. She was like, oh, I haven't unpacked from Cabo. And then she opened up her suitcase and took out. And I was like horrified because I was like, maybe it's just like toiletries in there. Yeah. Maybe it's not the bathing suits that have been sitting in your suitcase since Cabo. And then you're going to take that same suitcase to Aspen. Yeah. Yikes. She says she doesn't have – she's used to having assistance and she doesn't have anyone. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Jersey. That's – Can I say something? Sure. I'm asking permission. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. Because you have to ask permission and explain. Are you going to tell – are you going to have an analogy? Are you going to say like? No, I'm going to make a statement. Statement. Okay. Okay, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. My husband has his own – uh, interests and I have my own interests. My interests are housewives and his interests are sports. If I wanted to watch his interests, I would be mm-hmm. fucking watching this, but I'm not. So I don't appreciate when there's half an episode of these assholes playing softball. Why did we get half an episode of these people I was, yeah. playing softball? I was... Surprised that they showed that entire fucking game. It was like a full fucking game highlight. The entire game. The sun was setting. I was like, oh, wow, they're going to show me the entire thing. Yeah. Nobody cares about this. I love, I like sports. I was like, wow, look at them run. Look at Joe Benino run. Look at them run. They're not bad. And they put in their heart and soul into that game. And I was like, damn it. They, they, the fact that they actually played the entire game is what's surprising. That's true. Usually, typically, they will have a few of these celebrities. but They'll have other people that are playing. And these guys will come in and yeah. they'll play maybe an inning or two. And then they'll leave. I was surprised that these, got, these people actually played an entire game. Yeah, that's true. That's amazing. That's amazing. They're playing against a hospital. Yeah, but the hospital docs can be competitive, and especially if they're surgeons. Oh, my God. Sure. But they I'm saying, can... like, it's not like they were athletes playing against each other. There was only one athlete there, and that was Tiki Barber. See, if it was an IT company, I would say yes. But with doctors, sometimes they can be athletes, That's too. True. That's true. <laughs> especially surgeons tend to be, like, super athletic. Uh, Yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but go, going to the beginning of the episode, we open back up on this fight with uh, at the tree at the climbing place, and it's just Marge versus Teresa, and it's like just the dumbest fight in the world. I love Teresa- that throughout that fight, Kiki was still up there for a long yeah, time. They were like, she we was stuck care. with the blindfold. <laughs> just they just she left it at first. Yeah, at first, at one point, Melissa was like, I need to guide her. And then Melissa turned around, something somebody said, and Melissa turned around and walked fully away from Kiki. Fully walked away from Kiki. (laughs) She was like, listen, you're not even a person on the show. You're a friend of. I can't. She was like, no, no, no. The action is happening over there. I need to hold on to my position. I'm walking over into the fight. Oh, my God. Um... (laughs) 
the thing with Teresa that I've noticed, and this is as a person who is the audio engineer on this podcast. <laughs> Fine. Her. Okay, I'm bad. Okay. No, I'm saying her. No, no, your mic is fine. I'm just saying as I'm calling myself the audio engineer because I know what it sounds like to like edit audio. I feel so bad for the people who edit the show because you can always tell that Teresa's mic is mm. way too high. Like it it sounds almost like they have to turn it all the way down. And even mm. then her she's got such a screechy voice mm-hmm. that it always sounds like there's like this like almost distorted audio when mm. Teresa is yelling at everyone because she talks so high pitched. That's true. That it like breaks the sound barrier of whatever yeah, the mic is. I don't understand is. half of what she says. Part of the reason is because she, I don't know which language she's speaking in <laughs> and if it's like English at all. But the other half is because of her pitch. I don't get it. It's like so- supersonic, like only dogs. Supersonic. Can yes. Yeah. That's the best way to. I feel yeah. like your dogs would be. Bella would be like, huh? <laughs> what? Bella would be like, you better shut up and sit down. <laughs> Bella would be like, even I know what an analogy is. (laughs) Bella would be like, you don't need to clarify that it's an analogy before you say. The the turn of the fight was she was – Teresa was mad that Marge and Jennifer made up. So then Mm -hmm. she decided to get everybody to be mad at Marge for bringing up the rumors about Jennifer in the first place because her whole thing is everybody yelled at me for saying the, doing the same thing to Jackie and everybody seems to have forgiven Marge for doing the same thing to Jennifer. Mm-hmm. And because she has no takers, she's mm-hmm. like, well, then we're just going to talk about what I did last year instead, which is so stupid. Mm-hmm. And Marge is like, you look like shit last year. And then Mar- Jen- uh, Teresa's like, well, you look like shit this year. And then somehow it goes to like, oh, it get, I remember now because this is what happens when you don't write notes. Jennifer, uh, Marge brings up, she's like, why are you talking about what happened last year mm-hmm. when Jennifer and I have made up and you're the reason why Jennifer got caught in the fire in the first place because mm-hmm. you you were the one that called around to dig around about Evan. Teresa admits that she dug around about Evan because she was mad at Jackie for saying she the analogy. She doesn't admit it right away. Yeah. She says no. And then Jennifer, they look at Jennifer and Jennifer is up in the tree. And Jennifer is like, okay, I'm far enough from it, Teresa, so I can say it now. <laughs> so she's like, it's okay, Jen- oh, Teresa. You were mad about Gia and you came to me and you asked me if I knew anybody in Tenafly. Can we just verify that? And I, that's why I called. And then Marge is like, but she didn't ask you to call. She's like, I wouldn't have called if Teresa hadn't asked me about if I knew somebody in uh, Tenafly. So... Teresa didn't directly ask Jennifer to go and call, but Teresa heavily implied and Jennifer did it because Teresa implied. So that's what Jennifer is standing on. Teresa, surprisingly, does not. At that point, she could have said, Jen, you're lying. That, that's I didn't ask you to call. I just asked if you had heard anything, but I hadn't I didn't ask you to call anyone. At that point, Teresa actually doesn't get yell at Jennifer and admits that she only got mad because of the Gia stuff. Because Jennifer is super smart. Think about the way Jennifer phrases it. She's yeah. like, Teresa, remember you were upset about the Gia stuff? Yeah. And then you asked me, do I know anybody from Tenafly? And then I called around. But you didn't really tell me to call anyone. I did it my on myself. That is a choice I made. It's not Teresa's fault. Like Jennifer yeah. really knows how to talk to somebody like Teresa. And that's why yeah. they're such good friends because yeah. she knows how to not piss Teresa off. Like yeah. she knows exactly Gia, what to say. Like, Teresa's like, oh, Gia. She's like a dog that just <laughs> sees something. And she's like, oh, there's another thing that I'm worried about. That, that's the other attractive thing that I should run after. So yeah. the minute she says Gia, she turns around to Jackie and starts yelling at Jackie. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. And, and, then, and, then, and then Kiki chimes in and she's like, why are you even talking? You were, She's like, I, you were sleeping. You were the nanny and you were sleeping with him. I don't bring it up. And she's like, I wasn't the nanny. I was just sleeping. She's yeah. Like, I don't care. The minute that Kiki says that she doesn't care and she'll happily talk about it. 
Yeah. Gen, uh, you know, Teresa immediately shifts her focus. She just turns around to something else. She's like, if you're willing to talk about it, then I'm not interested. In yeah, exactly. 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 And then Teresa is the best part is she screams at everybody, yells at everyone, says basically fuck off everyone like Logan Roy. And then as she's leaving, she's like, and by the way, here's some of my merch. It's my new workout line. So enjoy the presents. I'm leaving. I don't want to fucking be here. she gives a here. warning shot to Melissa. Melissa, you better talk to your friends about this. Yeah. <laughs> giving instructions She's just giving like a leaves. final warning to Melissa before she leaves. I just love that she gave, left her merch. Like, yeah. So funny. <laughs> so funny. Would you wear the merch to the no. ba- baseball game? No. I would. Yoga pants? No, they were heavy. Didn't you hear what Dolores said? I'm like, Dolores accepted wearing the pants, but she also gave it a bad, you know, she gave it a one star. But they were thick. heavy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Teresa's dumb enough not to notice that. So dumb. In the yeah. back of the, st- this is like, I think what makes it like a cute Teresa outfit is like the unique thing about these pants is they've got these like crisscross in the back of the pants. And I'm like, yeah. What is like the th- like a thong? Like remember, like in the two thousands when like, like girls in would... summer, like in summer house with Amanda and her green pants, her green thong pants. Yes, yeah. I don't need that. I don't no. need it. Um, Teresa's just mad that everybody wants to blow her love bubble, but bubbles are meant to be blown up. That's the point. Like bubbles will burst. Teresa, that's a bad analogy, by the way. She's so funny also. She doesn't get analogies clearly because she's using the word bubble. I know. Bubbles will burst. I know. So I feel like she went to the ultimate girls trip and she like brought all of her like goodie bags there and everybody Uh appreciated it and everybody was so nice to her. So she was like, okay, I'm going to try to like go into this filming with the same thing. But again, just like – just like our other – just like my my friend sort of friend or Mm -hmm. Shannon – and mm-hmm. Gina, once somebody has made up in their mind that mm-hmm. these people don't like me, mm-hmm. it is very hard to get to the other side of it. Right. And Teresa, despite how much she thinks she's being nice and playing mm-hmm. it cool and being happy, love, 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 is mm-hmm. coming into scenes with a lot of tension. She's a bit of a sourpuss. She mm-hmm. kind of is like low energy mm-hmm. until somebody brings up Louie and she's like, wah, ah, ah, right? Like she's she she's a completely different person when she's filming Jersey versus when she was on mm-hmm. Ultimate Girls Trip. Yeah, yeah. It's, it makes all the difference who she's there with. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. What did you think about the scene where the, Jennifer and Bill, where she's just like letting them have it about their marriage? I think she had some liquid courage yes. to start blabbering, and he was completely. He was disconnected, wasn't he? He was like he's he, totally he starts dissociated. doing this where he takes the napkin and starts eating. Like he yes. eats a lot. He Have eats you noticed? A lot like when he's in a when very uncomfortable talking. position yes. and he doesn't want to talk, he puts food into his mouth. And he yeah. that's his excuse for not saying anything. He almost like, yeah, he like disassociates. He just kind yeah. of like leaves his body. Yeah, he disassociates not just from the conversation, but from the I feel like from the relationship too. He almost feels like, I feel like she's doing this to get your attention and to get some um, validation for her struggles and also to get some reassurance that this will not happen again and that you you acknowledge what she's gone through and that you still love her and all of that. But he gives no reassurance of any kind and he just dissociates from the feelings between them. It's not even yeah. just the conversation and the fact that they're sitting there. He was completely dissociated. It is very that. it is very much like what Jennifer says about her mom and dad, mm. where her mom literally is like begging and screaming and crying, and her dad is always like, whatever, look at her being like hysterical and like, yeah, you need to relax and you need to yeah. control yourself. Yeah. I, I was she was like, oh, well, my mom doesn't blame you. The first thing she said was, why Why is Marge bringing it up? Mm-hmm. Why is my mom like, you know, and he doesn't have anything to say about it. It's just so sad because I think when Jennifer told her mom, the fact that she's saying like, you know, my mom didn't have anything to say about it. It's not that she necessarily wants her mom to be like cussing out Bill. No. It's her mom. Wants, she wants her mom to acknowledge 
what her, her daughter may have been going through. Yeah, like the fact that her mom is not even bringing it up at all, and when she picks her up from the airport, to Jennifer, she's like, "You're in her head." She's probably like, "Your daughter was deeply disrespected and betrayed by her husband, and you're not even checking in to see how she's doing." It's about her mom. Not her mom has a hard time. Um, connecting to her own emotions i mean she connects to her self emotions but she doesn't connect emotionally to anybody else in the family yeah you could see that before so she doesn't she doesn't know what to say many of her uh you know our parents certainly they may not know what to say in those situations because um they might not know what to say. My mom would probably sit down and cry with me. She would cry again and she'd be like, oh my God, what happened? And I would end up consoling her versus yeah. her consoling me. Yeah. Which is why I don't tell her half the things that I might have to, I might share with somebody else. I wouldn't yeah. share it with my mother because, you know, she doesn't help me out of my pit of despair. She jumps in with me. So she's yeah. useless. There is something really <laughs> relatable about Jennifer's, like her. The struggle, what she's, what Jennifer is currently struggling through that we're seeing mm-hmm. is very true of immigrant mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. especially first generation. I don't know if Jennifer was born in Turkey or born in, in mm-hmm. New York, but she's basically first generation. And right. what we struggle with a lot of times uh, as immigrants and first generation or children of immigrants is that you do live between two worlds. Mm-hmm. You do live between the rules of the old school and culture and all of that and the respect and all of that stuff. And also living in this world where you realize there's more that I should want for myself and it's mm-hmm. okay to want those things for myself. Mm-hmm. You know, Teresa would – the Gorgas and the Judices lack any type of, like, mental capacity to think about it, but they, mm-hmm. you see it in them too. Mm-hmm. Teresa for years and years just pretended like Juicy was a great husband despite mm-hmm. him sending her to jail. Right. And, and she pretended for all that time because it was all about respecting your marriage and all of all yeah. that stuff. It's all of that, but then also knowing that I want better for myself. Right. Teresa's never going to say that, but that's where I do feel sympathy for her of like the choices that she's had to make in her mm-hmm. life because she did want better for herself. Mm-hmm. Now, what she wanted for herself was ending ended up being Louis, who is exactly mm-hmm. the person that she was with before. Yeah. But that's different. And I yeah. like that about Jennifer. I always like that about Jersey, but I really like seeing that about Jennifer because she's not just like laying back and taking it again. Yeah. Right. She's saying this came up for a reason and now we're going to sit and talk about it. And it's, yeah. it's my turn to talk about it. Yeah. So I just wish that Bill would like engage yeah, because yeah, he he does, and he might outside of the camera, but he yeah. doesn't want to do it on the camera for sure. Yeah, so it's for kind sure. of sad. And also, when you got well. like that many kids, I think you just like find ways to keep yourself busy and not talk about it. Yeah, yeah. There's times when I've gotten into fights with my husband, like we got into like a tiff, mm-hmm. and he will literally avoid. He will never ever talk about it in front of our kids. And he will find a moment when the kids aren't around to talk mm. about it. And that pisses me off because sometimes that takes like three days. And I'm like, yeah. dude, that only made me angrier. And he'll be yeah. like, no, I like just didn't want to talk about it in front of the kids. So I feel like Bill is like that too where he's probably like, I'm, I'm never going to talk about it in front yeah. of our kids. Yeah. So he – and then you got so many of them. Yeah. Too many kids. Yeah. Yeah. It's too many, yeah. Speaking of too many, Hilaria is having her seventh kid. Oh, my God. Those two. I can't. <laughs> she had one uh, with a surrogate, too, recently. Yeah. Like, why? Oh, my God. No. no. Somebody get Alec a vasectomy. <clears throat> yeah. He's, he's, well, he is shooting up more than the club, so it's. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, it. What else? Yeah. Do you didn't want to talk about Jackie and her um, food issues? It's a little triggering too for cl- me. It's too triggering. I thought so. Yeah. I, I, I had a feeling. I struggle with watching it. It makes me sad. Uh, it made because- me sad too. And I was, it, it made me sad and it made me, I don't have that kind of issues. So I, I didn't realize certain things that she said, like measuring, throw yeah. away my measuring spoons. And he says there are hundreds of them in the yep. house. And I was like, whoa, okay. Mm-hmm. I've hit all my measuring spoons. 
Yeah. This is actually, I've gone f- five months not, well, no, yeah, five months. It's been five months. I've not uh, weighed or um, measured my food or tracked my calories. And that is the first time I've done that since probably I was 20, 22. Yeah. It's I'm weird 36. for me because I probably should weigh <laughs> myself and do all of that. And I don't because I'm too lazy and I don't care. And then, like, I just don't want to do it. I don't want to face it. So I don't want to do it. I don't want to know. So I just do whatever, eat whatever, do whatever. And then I complain about not losing weight. So <laughs> I have the exact opposite kind of food issue, I guess. But I don't know. And so it was hard for me to hear that and I didn't so I hear about anorexia and I hear about all of that but I don't really know in the day-to-day life Mm -hmm. how that works out so her saying like I wrote down what I eat at all times in this and he's he says Evan says I've seen her write down yeah and then she comes to dinner and she says it's too early to eat no I don't want Mm -hmm. anything but then she says I wanted to deliberately come early so I don't have to eat yep I was like wow okay Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. I yeah, like you and I. You should cut this out. But I was thinking I should probably do some of those things. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, <laughs> it's fine. I mean, yeah. like I remember you and I. We went to Ray's comedy show, and I purposely brushed you my didn't teeth. Eat. Yeah. I didn't eat. I purposely brushed my teeth and put my retainers in so that I wouldn't eat. And that was like October of last year. Yeah. So like was, we were hungry, and we went and got pizza and well, everything. I- and in my defense, I will say I wasn't hungry, but yeah. I do think that there is there are these little things that I did yeah. throughout my whole life to get myself to not eat. And it's really it's really sad because people think that eating disorders are only for stick thin like people yeah. like Jackie. Yeah. But even bigger people like myself struggle with eating disorders because we have been on perpetual diets mm. for our entire lives. Yeah. So the measuring and thinking about food and obsessing over food and all that, that is another type of eating disorder. Yeah. And Jackie is doing the thing where she doesn't eat at all and she loses weight. I used to do the thing where I didn't eat at all and I still gain weight. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's still unhealthy either way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I eat all the time and don't think about what I'm eating. That's, <laughs> that's a whole other kind of eating disorder. <laughs> Listen, it's, it's like, yeah, it's like I go into fugue state and keep eating. <laughs> Yeah. I just felt – I feel like when – it makes me sad because I'm like, I wish – I'm glad that Jackie's bringing this stuff on camera, but I'm like, if you have that low self-esteem, mm-hmm. putting your life on television like that is probably the worst fucking idea. Like, putting your yes image no. on think, camera. I think I think it is bad, but I, I have a feeling that she's – she put it – put her life on camera so she would talk about it so that she would address it so that oh, yeah. she would be forced to face it yeah because i remember her coming on the very first season and immediately going into the storyline yeah that's true it was almost like this is what i have to bring to the table and i'm going to talk about it and i'm going to make it i'm going to talk about it and you know nobody nobody really bit on that storyline it happened and then they moved on from it but this is the season that she feels, okay, now I really have to talk about it. That's the reason I'm on this show mm-hmm. is to force myself to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's I possible. think that she is using the show to force herself to face the truth. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Well, I hope she feels better. I hope so too. All right. Well, yeah. that's it for this episode. Bye. I have to wake up and like, uh, not oh. that soon. I have to wake up in like six hours to eat. Mm. Six hours? Yeah. Yeah. Six and a half hours to eat. What are you going to eat? What do you have prepared? I'm going to make myself a smoothie. Mm-hmm. With like a super high protein smoothie. What are the like, rest of the family eating? Whatever they, they want. Everybody wakes up and does their own thing? Yeah. Okay. We're all adults. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody Why did you can say you had to s- you had to decorate today. I have to decorate my house because I want to make Ramadan nice for the kids. So I've got like 
I don't want to call it an what advent do you do for calendar. De- decoration of Ramadan. I don't even know. I want to like put up lights and stuff inside of the house. And then yeah. like we've got like a little sign and it has like a countdown of how many dates till Eid. Mm. And my friend made me this magnetic board and it's a calendar and it's a, it has a little um, moon and you move the moon on each day that oh. you have Ramadan. Um, so I just want to make it nice for the kids. Yeah. I've got like these like little Ramadan activity books. We've got like little things oh, for the kids yeah. so i want them to be able to open that stuff tomorrow yeah yeah, yeah. so i gotta go do that's that awesome. stuff mm. okay. okay all right bye everyone <laughs> bye The reality is is now on Patreon, and here are some of our fabulous supporters. Tracy Newman. My presence is a gift, so remember the thank you note. Lily. Some people say I'm too much, but she's just starting. Marl Farsi. Reading is fundamental, and in Farsi, the reads are monumental. Tracy Masters. When you're the master of your own destiny, no one can take you down. Amanda Agosti. Some Amandas are tech spots, but this Amanda is as real as it gets. Ade Ade Dokun. It may look like I'm stirring the pot, but actually I'm just smoking it. Paula Bretrude. If you think I'm a bitch, you're probably right, and you probably deserved it. Lola Del Rio. Whatever Lola wants, Lola gets, and I get it all. Naveen Jonathan. I'll give you the shirt off my back and also my unsolicited opinion. Jada. People are intimidated by my great success and my great ass. Deepa Kanapoli. Some people say I have secrets, but at least they're not federal indictments. Hadil Ibrahim. Some things are too hot to handle, like me and the tea I spill. Srinidhi Subramaniam. I have four degrees, eight syllables, and zero Fs to give. Shannon Anthony. There's no fun in moderation, but there's plenty of shade. Brianna Tooney. Some people strive for perfection, but I'm already there. Rita Ryan. Don't be fooled by my Midwest charm, because I'm nobody's fool. And finally, Beth Bayer. The secret to my success is staying out of your BS. 